0: So you're going to hear about this really fun podcast and all the things that we love about podcasting. And we go through and we introduce ourselves and we introduce the co-hosts of the Per Podcast. It is lively. It is fun. And I don't want to take any more time away from it. So with that, I want to just jump right in. Enjoy.
1: Sorry for saying, Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek.
0: Well, welcome everyone. We are so excited. We have a special crossover episode today with Per Podcast and My Veterinary Life Podcast. So we thought we'd go around and do introductions. Um, I'll kick things off. I'm Dr. Marcy Kirk. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts of My Veterinary Life podcast and on the staff at the American Veterinary Medical Association, and my partner in crime is Dr. Annie Chavant.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Annie Chavant. My pronouns are also she, her, hers, and I am on staff at the AVMA as well.
3: I love the way that we start with pronouns. Mine's are he and his, him, and, uh, and my name is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Uh, I am a co-host of the PER podcast. Uh, the best podcast in the feline space Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm hosting that together with dr susan
4: yes and i'm dr susan little and excuse me and i'm a i'm a she pronoun person as well um and i think this is really cool i i have not seen sort of a crossover episode in podcast yet tv shows yes but (laughs) podcast no right
0: Ooh, a lot of my favorite podcasts uh, do these crossover episodes and I get very excited so much so that I'll listen to them in each feed sometimes. So I hear it twice because I enjoy it so much. Um, And I'll jump in. I I did not include my pronouns. Sorry, I was going to do that in our intro. So my pronouns are also she, her. So I think we've got everybody's out there. Uh, And so I do want to start because we were just talking before we joined that uh, your podcast has been around for quite some time. So I'm just curious if you could kind of share with our listeners how that idea came around and how you kind of got started. It's Yola's
4: fault. I'll let him answer.
0: As with most things. Yes. As with
3: most <laughs> things. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Susan. Uh, always welcome. a pleasure working with you. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, this, this is, as a matter of a really fun story. Uh, Dr. Susan and I were in Brazil giving lectures together and, and one thing that we noticed, and we went to multiple spots in Brazil, and at the end we ended in Rio in a really nice hotel, uh, and one thing that we noticed was that everybody always asked the same questions, so in the background, you have to think Dr Susan and her big book the cat and she has another big book and everybody coming in to get signatures. And I said, Dr. Susan, everything is in your book. Why aren't people reading your book? <laughs> um, and, uh, and Dr. Susan said, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, because it, you know, it's difficult to find, there's so much information on dogs, which is the D word, which we're not supposed to say, but because we have a crossover podcast, I can say dog a lot now, so thank <laughs> you for that. Um, so we, talk, we have a lot of information about dogs, but we don't have a lot of information about cats except for Dr. Susan book. Um, and so we said, maybe because podcasting was getting really in at that time, maybe it's a good idea to start a podcast. Uh, uh, and that was about six <laughs> years ago. Um, and we haven't looked back.
4: Yeah. And so, you know, something I've wondered about um, Yola. So Yola mentioned we were in a really nice hotel, but what he didn't mention is the hotel before that, that we were in was <laughs> not very nice. Um, and when Yola's toilet exploded, we decided right. to leave. That right. was kind of the last straw. So we evacuated ourselves
2: right. and
4: uh, we we, uh, we booked ourselves into a very fancy hotel in Rio that I will forever be grateful for. And that's where the first episodes were recorded.
3: Right. So if that toilet would not have exploded, right, we probably would have never had a perfect <laughs> Cat podcast. So this is news that nobody has heard before because <laughs> we have talked about the story, but Dr. Susan never dared to bring up the exploding toilet, which was, by the way, my toilet, which so I had the problem. But uh, yeah, yes. that's how it all started.
0: Yeah, weird to be thankful
4: for an exploding toilet, right? <laughs> but here right. we are, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we weren't so, at the time, but it worked out okay in the end,
3: <laughs> right? The the message is here, and anything that happens to you, even the bad things, can lead to something really good,
2: right? Definitely. That's what I was gonna say. Adversity inspires uh, great innovation. So right. <laughs> we could we could leave it at that. Or at least the better <laughs> hotel. <laughs> right. right. At right. minimum. At minimum. So I would say that sounds like a uh, memorable moment pre-podcast or in the inception of the podcast. But I'm curious. So you all been going on for six years now. Like that's amazing. What are what are some standout memories from your time podcasting?
4: um well uh, I have to say there there um are sometimes memories of adversity <laughs> um I I feel like we're at least I I don't want to speak for Yola because he's more professional than me but we still struggle a bit with the technology um and that's largely because we do we record a lot of our episodes on the road mm-hmm. so well at least pre-pandemic and now we're able to do it again so the bulk of our episodes were recorded like not in our home or office setting so there's been some technology um uh, things to over to overcome uh but you know i think we we do okay with that and um the other thing that sticks in my mind is we've had some absolutely hilarious guests where i swear we have just laughed for 20 minutes um, right. um i'm thinking of like dave nickel is like that right yola we laughed a lot during that one um
3: mike Lappin.
4: mike Lappin. oh gosh is he he's still the number one isn't he he's yeah the he's part. the
3: one that has been interviewed the most the of, most i think which is something to to achieve too because i know that there is a steve dale and him are neck and neck uh and so uh, people really want to be invited to the podcast uh just <laughs> to be making that list
4: yeah until they've been here once and then they kind of run away but yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think but we have a, a lot of recurring, uh, recurring parts. but I, I just want to kind of bounce this question back to you. How did you start?
0: Well, I am an avid podcast listener. I love, I, and Yola, I know we've talked about this because we went to the, the podcast movement conference right. to kind of learn about it. But I just think it's amazing that all of these things are at my fingertip for any interest that I could possibly have. I mean, down to like, uh, you know Dickens' time period of cr- uh, Christmas holiday traditions. I'm. It just is amazing to me, and so uh, because I run a lot, I listen to it a lot, and it it definitely fills the miles and made me feel less alone. And when I took my role at the AVMA, uh, my focus at the time was uh, recent graduates, and I remember that time period when I was a recent graduate. You know, having been called in, it's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm like writing up my chart, and I'm thinking very catastrophically. Like I'm the only person in the world who's awake. I'm the old, I wish there was someone just in my ear who understood what I was going through. And so that's kind of where the the idea started. And then because of my wonderful co-hosts that I've had, it's kind of evolved from there. So um, initially when we started, it was Dr. Anna Reddish and now it's Dr. Annie Chavant and we my my ultimate goal now is just to help people fall back in love with the veterinary profession because it is incredible, the things that we can do and the things that our colleagues have done. And so like to see how those steps fall into place, just like you said, your podcast wouldn't have been here had it not been for an exploding toilet. Wow. Sometimes when we look at people's careers, we think, oh, it's just a straight trajectory. It's so easy. It all fell into place for them. That would never happen for me. And you kind of learn yeah. by teasing out those stories that it's not always um that easy uh so i just that's kind of where it started and i i love it we we get to meet the most amazing people so
4: right, Yeah, so, it's very true
3: yeah yeah no it's absolutely true and the, the stories that people tell uh you know it, it ours ours of course is not very long just like yours we specifically decided to do 20 minutes 20 plus what what i call it uh because i know that that's most of the time that people have to listen to podcasts uh, and i i was the same as you that i i listened to so many podcasts as a matter of fact it has decreased i've not two or three that i'm listening to but uh um, it has decreased significantly because I drive less, but I love podcasts too. And so there's different ways that people like to learn. Um, and the auditory way for me is really good. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people that are like that and and podcasts are ideal for them.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask the two of you, what kind of podcasts you listen to? Like, is there... Marcy it sounds like you've got a bit of a wide variety but I'm interested in what like right now if we looked at your phone right. what are the podcasts you listen to
3: that's a roundtable
0: yes oh. yeah, that's what I was gonna say because you'll I know you have some great ones too Um, so I have a few that I will not miss an episode of right those are the ones that I'm like avid and then I have some that I'm like I'm following you and I'll just jump in whenever I have you know the time so the first will surprise no one who listens to the show. Uh, it's called Be Our Guest Podcast. It is a Disney focused podcast and they release four episodes a week. So that takes up a ton of my time. Wow. Sundays are trip um they trip reports. People talk about their trips. Wednesdays are listener listener questions. Thursdays are replay of their live show that they do on Sundays. And then Fridays is a grab bag. The other one that I am I, I was two years behind because of the pandemic, but I have been chipping my way back and I am now just one month behind is called Dolls of Our Lives, and it's about American Girl Dolls, but it's two historians that are like going book by book and talking about like the inaccuracies and how, or, you know, some of the things that are near and dear to our hearts for people that had American Girl Dolls. So it's like a little bit of whimsy, but like some historical context, which is fascinating to me. So those are my two like main ones right now.
3: Right. All right. Let me go next then. So my number one is the Egyptian History Podcast. I am, you know, I started late, so they were already two years going, but I'm, uh, you know, as soon as that comes out, I'll listen to it, and I love Egyptian history, so, uh, and and so that is my favorite, all-time favorite podcast, of course, I need to say our own podcast, I love the Purr podcast, the Cat Cafe podcast, is which is our cat owner podcast, and then I have a surgery podcast that I do myself, so that takes a lot of time, um, uh, but um, the, uh, for me, history podcasts are really, are really big. And then I have hundreds of other podcasts that I sometimes listen to. So it depends a little bit in the mood that I am uh, in. But uh, but uh, so one of the podcasts that lately pops up again is what I call Area Code. Area Code is a podcast about opera songs that really make a difference. And so they interview the opera star, the director, and then the that someone that's associated what this song is about and so and, and so these are it, it could be about anything a l- lot of the opera songs are very emotional so it's a really really cool show to uh, if you like classical music if you like opera it's probably one of the best shows that i i've listened to for a long time
4: that's very clever a-r-i-a i'm guessing instead yeah. of yeah ah so clever i like that um, well, uh, since I jumped in, I may as well go next. So there's two big categories that I like. One is definitely history. And um, I listen to the same um, ancient Egyptian podcast that Yola does. And I um, I started listening to podcasts about Egypt when I first went there in about 2008. So been listening to some for quite a while. Um, and I also currently am kind of fascinated with 19th century European history. I don't know why, but it's grabbed mine. However, my number one group is murder. If it's about murder, I'm there. So my do not miss ones are true crime, especially murder. I tell you, murder got me through the pandemic. If it wasn't for murder, I wouldn't have made it.
3: And now you worry why I'm a little worried sometimes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I yeah. I have answer. to say, I was on that that bandwagon—the sort of like crime, uh, murder, mystery. I remember serial very fondly. Yes. Um, But I also am a podcast runner, and so when I'm running on these like roads that I haven't been on on my travels alone and listening to murder podcasts, yeah, it's a bit stress inducing. So I have so to, to, to redirect. <laughs> Um, I discovered that actually, too. <laughs> I'm impressed by the, this array of interests that you all have. Um, I am incredibly nerdy and single-minded by comparison, but I'm going to be loud and proud about it here. Um, I really enjoy the journals. That's the Wall Street Journals podcast. It's like 15 minutes of some current events and some really cool takes on that. Um, and then on brand, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, um, Veterinary Financial podcast. As well as NC State's podcast, have some great financial tips um, that I like to incorporate in my resource building and things. So um, I, I guess I, you could describe me as podcast with a purpose, perhaps. Right. <laughs> right. now, looking to expand with some some new free time.
3: I love That's it. Very cool. I love podcasts with a purpose. That's good.
4: <laughs> yes. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Um, what keeps you doing your podcast, right? Because the finished product um, doesn't give you an idea of how much work goes into it, right? And I and I have to say, pe- people who listen to a lot of podcasts probably know that um, uh, the podcasts that Yola and I do, like they're not overly heavy on work, but it's still work, but we're like, we're not overly produced, let's put it that way. However, it's still a lot of work, right? Um, and it can be a bit of a grind, especially if you're putting out one or two a week. So, what keeps you going,
0: Annie? You can go first. <laughs> you get it,
4: Annie.
2: <laughs> Sounds good. No, I'd be I'd be happy to to, to talk about this. Um, and I think it actually it kind of relates to how Marcy and I joke sometimes. We we try to record podcasts on Mondays um, because it really can be a great way to start the week off right and kind of recenter, reground you, kind of remind you while you're doing this. So, you know, as you asked the question, Susan, like little memories popped into my mind of times, like when, when I've had aha moments in the conversations from something that the guest has said, or that they've made me think about something that I thought about a million times before, but in a little bit different way, or um, there, there was a, a recent conversation that just like resonated so true with me that that I got tears in my eyes as we were recording of like yeah like yes like that is the feeling and and that, that ties back to what Marcy was saying of like not wanting like not feeling alone it's like I have been amazed by the like depth of connection you can make on the podcast so as a newcomer to the podcast as a newcomer to the host spot um I would not have guessed that that was possible but Um, the power of story is, is really amazing is that's what keeps me coming back.
0: Yeah, I think that's well said. I, I just love getting to know new people because I mean, I think for me, the biggest lift is like trying to align schedules to Mm. make the recordings happen. I, I I feel like at the beginning, you guys used to do them, like when you were at conferences or something, you would just like block. And, and there's something like really good about that because you've got these times and whereas Annie's current role, you know, she has a lot of travel. And so then we're trying to schedule things. And and when I first started, I wanted all of us there all the time. I'm like, we're not, this is not sustainable. Um, So it it can be a little tedious sometimes. uh, But then you get in these conversations and it's, it always, something always surprises me. And so I, I, it just keeps me coming back for more.
4: I know why Yola keeps going. It's because he gets to work with me. But
3: he that's, it. No that's it. I, I, you know, you take the words out of my mouth. I know. You know, I, I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't ask me the question because I would have said, you know, working with Susan is just... You know the the icing on the cake of <laughs> every day, but uh, yeah, it is it is a bit of work, and uh, and and especially when you're really really busy. Uh, like I said, we don't have a production company that does these things. It is uh, so it takes some extra time away from the time that you know time is is precious. We don't have a lot of time anyway. But um, I I love just to talk about cats. I mean it is a a passion project for me um it 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 is a passion project also with a purpose for me because like i said cat medicine there's so much more to learn and there are so many specialists in cats and they don't get the voice you know they don't get the voice in the media uh, and we allow this and and most of the people are just amazing people to talk to um of course it's cat focused. It's it's very narrowly focused, and I want to go back to the the podcast movement when we were there. Um, and I remember very clearly. There was a uh, so we had a it, it was a show. There's multiple places where you could go to, and I was sitting in the main area, which had a lot of people, and there were. A couple of really famous podcasters there so mm-hmm. i was pretty impressed the one the guy from air hustle did a great job which is an amazing podcast but then suddenly there was this guy that came up and he was talking about podcasting for plumbers
4: for plumbers mm-hmm. oh, plumbers
3: yes and, there's one and, for everybody and he blew me away and i was like okay i need to leave because i'm not interested in farmers but he had such an amazing talk and the one thing that i will never forget is that you make your podcast for your audience and it doesn't matter how big it is because at that time i was still like oh our numbers are not good and we only have like three thousand downloads or whatever it is he said even if you have 25 people in the world that are specialists in the little area that you're in you make those podcasts for them. And it is not about the numbers, but it is about reaching that, that group of people. And I think we do a really good job in reaching people that love cats, cat veterinarians, cat people. And you cannot go to any conference right now. People will come to either Dr. Susan or I and say, thank you so much for that podcast because it's really helping me in my veneer career. And that's what it's all about.
4: So I think that, that sorry, I just I, wanted to say I think that plumber's advice is really good right and Yola and I I think kind of figured that out intuitively because if you satisfy that target audience then they will help you like expand right mm-hmm. so it's really good yeah advice.
0: I completely agree with that because I I'm curious this might make me sound um a little out there but when I listen to these podcasts regularly I truly think. They are like my friends. Like I know them. Cause you give little pieces of yourself in each episode. And if you do enough of them, you know, I, I feel like people get to know you really well. And so I I have run into some of these podcasters and I'm like, I know so much about you, but you don't know anything about me. Right. And it it helps that connection is so amazing. And I think it it just bonds you with the topic. And then they're gonna go tell somebody else. And it it just is very organic that way, at least how I think, especially these more niche podcasts um, are uh, so i do you do you experience that do you, do you get do you feel like you're friends with the podcasts that you listen to
4: I, yeah and i think yola and i always got a fair bit of that just because we lecture a lot um so so and i'm i'm bad for this yola is better than me but i don't remember people very well <laughs> cuz you know, in my defense, there's like thousands of them and only one of me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't remember people very well. So, um, in a, at a conference earlier this year, uh, something happened to me for the first time ever. So, a lady comes up to me, you know, and says, Oh, you're Dr. Susan Little and da 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 da. And I'm looking at her and she's, and it, she finishes her little spiel and she goes, You don't know who I am, do you? And I went, No, I don't. <laughs> so, it's very refreshing for somebody just to say, You don't know who I am. Right. <laughs> So we've always gotten a bit of that, but um, but there's a different level or or an added level, I guess, right? When your your voice is in somebody's ear or vice versa for for a while, you you can't help but give some of your yourself in there. Very true.
3: It's uh, we're seen as a uh, old married couple <laughs> and differing a lot, so that's what people think, uh, yes. which is completely fine. I would love to be married to Susan, but no, you uh, wouldn't. Oh. No. no, probably no. not. Yeah, no. you're right.
0: <laughs> she would have a lot to say about what you wear. Is what I've learned in this short amount right. of time. So right,
3: right. Yes, yes. And uh, but no, I, I think that uh, the I, I'm of the podcast that I listen to. Um, there is a specific reason why I listen to the podcast, um, and so I don't have that connection with the podcast host as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, i have more distance i guess uh, that's why i'm also not really dedicated to one podcast mm. i just go to the podcast because i'm in a, in a certain mood um, and so then i'm looking for and like i said if you look at my phone there's like hundreds on them and and so i just go to okay what do i want to listen to right now so it's not really the every time uh, the same podcast so i'm 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 probably more gen z there
4: um Annie, what about you? Like one of the things that has become uh, that I've noticed as I listen to more podcasts over the years, it's the 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 people's voices ha- make a big impact on me um in, in that I uh, especially if I don't like them. So um there's a couple of true crime podcasts, for example, that the topic's really interesting to me, but the tone that the podcaster is using, you can tell it's not their natural voice. They're assuming and it and, Oh, gosh, sometimes that just, I can't listen. I can't listen.
3: I am so happy you said that. Sorry, sorry to break in here because I was listening to the Egyptian History Podcast and they promoted another one. And they said, you have to listen to it because it's so good. I listened to one of them and I hated the voice and I said, I cannot listen to this.
2: Well- now you're making me self-conscious hopefully nobody's leaving my vet net for my podcast for my voice but I, I I do understand what you mean because there are some things and I think it's like some topics that I just pre- I prefer certain tones or even certain genders like some things I so I have to say I um I we talked about this in the last podcast but I just finished my MBA and we had a lot of cases to do and I would put them into an app so that it would dictate for me the cases and there were some that I just preferred hearing from from a male's voice and there were others that I preferred from a female voice um which maybe speaks to a variety of co-hosts and having more guest co-hosts on the show or something like that too but I I, I like the variety I have to say
4: yeah I think for, for variety is definitely good but like Yola there's ones I just can't I just can't go there there. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's it's a long time. I mean, it time is short, so if, if you're irritated by the sound or the voice, or you know, we, we, in the beginning we got and you know it, it wasn't that easy in the beginning. In the beginning, we got a lot of comments about, okay, your sound is not good and that sort of things. And you take it very personal. Uh, now, obviously, obviously we have the right tools, etc., so it makes it a lot easier. But people that are sound-focused, that like to listen to sounds and audio and that sort of things, they're very specific in what they want. And one thing they want is quality. So you cannot have bad sound because that will immediately throw me off as a as a podcast listener too. So you have to, when if, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, that's probably something that you have to think about a little bit. You have to have the right machinery with you uh, to be able to get that sound right.
0: It's and all know- just so much more accessible now though too. I mean, right. before, yes. I mean, when you guys started, even you know, four years ago when we started I mean it, it was beginning to become more accessible, but even now that you can get some really great uh, equipment, even like travel stuff that you can, that right. people use, and it will sound
4: phenomenal compared to what it used to be. I I think. That's very true. We we have this little tiny, I, I can't remember what the brand name is, Yola, this little tiny, um, we got it at a CES show, didn't we? The, right. the That's one I picked up. That's yeah, a- I think it's I think it's Korean, and it was like forty bucks at the most, and it gives amazing sound, and it's tiny. So you're absolutely right; it's much easier now to have a uh, uh, good sound equipment. Yeah. So, an another question that I want to ask you. Sorry, I'm I'm asking too many questions, but I'm curious about what you think for Marcy and Annie. What do you think has been some of the biggest impacts? that your podcast has made on the veterinary profession? Because any good podcast does make an impact, right?
2: So I'm curious what you think. I'm gonna let Marcy start (laughs) with this one as the the originator, um, starting founder, original co-host. What do you think Marcy?
0: Well, I I wish I had metrics to, or anything to back this up. This is just my feeling from anecdotal responses that we get from people, but it, it opens people's eyes to the opportunities in veterinary medicine. Mm -hmm. And I hope we don't do this as well as we used to, but just look at this conversation we're having here. We just talked about all these different podcasts that we're all interested. We're all still veterinarians, but we're also so much more than that. And I think it gives the opportunity for people to go out there and, and find other ways to connect with colleagues. Like we have this common ground of veterinary medicine, but let's go beyond that and see what else we might have in common. Cause I, I, I actually, I cannot believe you both have Egyptian, you know, cause I thought that was so awesome that Yola had that. And so it's just, it's really amazing to me that we have all these connections. And so it, even though we are a small profession, it can sometimes feel isolated. And so bringing people together. So I think that's what I am really hopeful that it's broadening the horizons of what is possible in this career with this, these degrees and just kind of recognizing how we can connect with our colleagues in, in very different ways. We don't have to only be veterinarians all the time.
4: Yeah, it's a really, that's a really good um, answer, yeah. Annie, yeah. do you have anything um, you want to add?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that I would 100% agree. I would just add that the the sort of icing on the cake is um, when I do meet listeners of the podcast on my travels and see that connection kind of manifest in person. Like you'll, you'll mention the podcast or sometimes people will come up to me and say, Oh yes, I like I recognize your voice from the the podcast. It's nice to meet you, and I think that's that is so cool to be able to um almost like like springboard the connections that you're going to be making by having this sort of baseline relationship from the podcast. I I love that, and that's one of my favorite impacts as well. Do you, do you all
0: notice like big impacts in the way has it shifted the conversation around cats in? in the profession
4: I hope in a small way that it has there's a lot of shifting to be done (laughs) (laughs) and I said shifting I just want to be clear on that um so I think there's a lot still to be done I hope in a in a small way um so when, I, when okay, I think- Susie, give
3: yourself give yourself a little credit here we have hundreds and thousands of downloads so yeah. that means that hundreds of thousands of people are listening to the podcast learning from the podcast so I do think we make a huge difference and uh, and you know it, it, the podcast would not have existed six years if people were not interested in it if we see a significant decrease in people listening but we don't we only see an increase that so you know with with a couple of thousand of downloads every month. It's just, I, I'm always amazed with it. So there is yeah. there is an audience that wanna listen to our content. And like I said, it's not us, it is the amazing people that we get on that they don't get to talk with normally. And we have a specific style that we designed that is kind of what, you know, I am sitting with Mike Leppin in my living room and I'm just chatting with him and having fun with him and that sort of thing. And that resonates with our audience. So. Uh, it, it's it's kind of difficult to replicate the way we do things, and so maybe that's why people are interested in our podcast.
4: Yeah, I think you're really, you really Yola hit on. I think a point that's important for us is that we make veterinary or feline medicine more accessible in a way. But in particular, we make certain people who are important in feline medicine more accessible. So to you know, to me, that's one of the the big uh, impacts. Um, and the the other, Deliola was talking about our style because it it's fairly informal, which um most podcast guests get comfortable with quickly. Not all. Um, you know, right. <laughs> but most, <laughs> most right. get comfortable with it pretty quickly. And um I, I like to think, especially during the pandemic and even now, like veterinary medicine is in a stage, at least in North America, where it's difficult. You know we have lots of challenges um right now and uh our our pod we still have we still laugh on our podcast so to me right. even though i wasn't the listener like you know yola and i are the are the origin it was a those those recording times were like a moment where i could laugh and enjoy and talk yeah so i'm hoping some of that came across too
3: Right, right 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 yeah I, I, you know it's it if if I wouldn't have fun doing it I probably would not be doing it anymore uh, and so like I said uh, the, the being able to talk with people that are so much more intelligent than I am in cats that is wonderful and I learn every time I forget mm-hmm. a lot of things too but I learn every time and and just saying and this this is this is probably a podcast a podcast talk you know you have to write a little introduction of the podcast uh, when you publish the podcast because so there's there's like a lot couple of steps first you have to invite the person then you have to do the podcast then you have to prepare the podcast so it sounds really good and then at the end at the end you have to publish the podcast and there's some time going in between and very often i'm the one that publishes the uh, I'm like, what did we talk about? Yeah. I can't even remember. I know that the person was there. I know we laughed a lot, but I cannot remember what we talked about. So I have to listen <laughs> to the podcast to find out, oh yeah, we talked about, you know, diarrhea in cats. Uh, and cats. Uh, and, but uh, it, it's, it is so funny that how quickly you forget things uh, that you're doing. Uh, but I always remember the fun parts.
4: I, I have to say, sometimes Yola, I look at the, the blurbs that you write about an episode because we have a podcast website that I struggle to keep up to date but it also has um descriptions right so sometimes I look at what Yola wrote because I don't remember either and I read and I go I don't remember any of that
3: right right it reminds me
0: of a podcast we just released or actually depending on when this comes out it'll be out I think um where we talked to one of my friends who works for PLIT and we were talking about the importance of medical records. And she's like, you need to get them done within 24 to 48 hours because otherwise you're going to forget all of this stuff. And it's the same with like, I need to get my description done. And that's why I try really hard to take like a few key notes so that I don't forget what we talked about. Cause again, I, yeah, I'll remember the fun or I'll remember like one key takeaway, but I might not remember the, um, and we put out, you know, one episode a week. So it it, it starts to like, especially yes. if we, you know, with Annie's schedule, sometimes we'll be recording a bunch in a two or three week period, and then they won't be coming right. out for, you know, a month. So it is right. very important to take notes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the same
3: thing. I also forget same. to take notes. I, I always tell myself, take notes this time, because it will be so much easier. Okay. And I did it like Of the 200 podcasts that we did, I did it like three times and then it was really easy, but the 197 times that I didn't, it was kind of tough.
0: But it works, right? Like, I mean, the the, the look and feel that you're kind of describing is what draws me in. I love it when people are very relaxed. And again, I feel part of their conversation. And so there's something to be said to that. And You know the pod you've recorded it, so you can always go back and uh, listen to it and get your notes. So I wouldn't change anything. Don't don't change who you are, Yola.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you. You know the funny thing was the first time when I started with the vet surgery podcast that I kind of revamped again uh, um, because I was very ambitious, and then it just fell down down the tracks for a while. But I just published a new one. Uh, At first, I wanted to take all my us out, so the the you know the. And I say quite a lot of them. So it took me like five hours to fix this 20 minute uh, thing. Um, and then I published it and I was like, oh, this sounds really good. And then I remember at the end there was, I forgot to do a part. And so I spent five hours and then there were still these, these us uh, going on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what did it do? Why did I do it for? So I don't do that anymore. It's, you know, they just take me the way I am. And if they don't like it, there's a thousand podcasts left.
0: (laughs) I like to say, so my approach is we leave in most of the ums, unless there's something, unless there's an inaccuracy or something, because I want us to be approachable. Mm -hmm. Like we're real people. We are not like the most polished podcast you're going to listen to. But you know, you'll, you'll learn something and you'll have fun. So uh, I I know we're getting close to kind of like time. And there's one segment that... Annie really wants us to do because I don't, Annie and I were talking about this and when we (laughs) were in school, so you guys can correct us if, uh, we're wrong, but you know, a lot of the focus was on dogs and, um, I feel like I got a lot of cows, but often I felt like cats and horses were sort of lumped together sometimes where they are these weird little outliers. And Annie is a equine veterinarian. And you all have a, a cat podcast, so we thought we would do this: uh, cats versus feline, like who did it better. And I'll be the judge because I—I I, not to offend anyone. I'm team dog. Uh, that's ah. that's where I am. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I love I I love all animals, but if I have to pick, um, so I'll read out the questions, and then I want each of you to answer them. And they're very lighthearted; they're just fun, like opinion. But then we can have our audiences like weigh in on who they think. What one this i mean i have some biases here for the cat audience and stuff but just to give you an example um like who has the best treats cats or uh horses
3: treats or streets
0: treats like that you can give them to eat for a special oh. occasion less hmm. than 10 percent of their diet though
4: yes
3: right <laughs> right good point cats don't eat carrots though
4: Yeah. I think it depends on whether you're vegetarian or not. Right. Right. So if you're vegetarian or vegan, it's going to be the horse, right? Um, Right.
3: And if you are like a a carnivore, you know, you can't feed the mouse to a horse. So I think the cat would win there.
4: Yeah. And there's a really wide range of cat treats too. Like there's an amazing range. I don't know. Maybe there's a range of horse treats too, Annie. Is there?
2: Oh yes. We have stud muffins. We have knicker makers. Yeah. All sorts of delightful treats in addition to your standard operating carrots and apples. Like, so. And
0: molasses, right? Like, that's a big one, isn't yeah.
3: it? Yeah. yeah. I still eat? When
2: treats?
0: I smell molasses, I think let's, of my equine rotations.
3: Yeah. Yeah, let's think healthy treats here.
4: <laughs> uh, that's like why me? I
3: went with apples and, and carrots.
4: Do they make treats at home for their horses? Like, people make dog treats and cat treats. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it just shows you, you know, you have a yeah, you have a look inside another part of veterinary medicine.
3: And I have to say, so in Utrecht, where I did my studies, horses were really big. So I would say that cows, horses, and dogs were the main focus area. So we've got a lot of horse stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I don't, any don't feel bad. You know, there are there are schools that spend quite a lot of time with, uh, with horses. And as a matter of fact, I think that there's more attention to horses than to pigs and sheep and whatever other animals you have that you have to learn in vet school. Uh, so, think- but there are some positive facts So, but I think um, Annie wins this, uh, this treat <laughs> thing because she mentioned <laughs> treats that I'd never heard of. Uh,
0: okay, next question. Who is the easiest to restrain for medical procedures without chemical restraint?
4: Horse.
3: percent <laughs> 100%, 100%, 100%. I would say
4: horses too. Because I I have vague memories in vet school of having to learn all these like rope techniques to restrain horses. And that's all I remember. But we don't have any rope techniques for cats, you know.
0: But you have like burritos. I I love a good cat burrito, but that's if you're just examining the head.
3: Right, right. So, (laughs) I mean, it also depends what kind of type of horse you know if you have a wild horse in a corral I think it's a little more difficult but you know you have some wild cats in corrals too that
0: are <laughs> maybe I should have been more specific because may Annie jump in if I'm wrong here but miniature horses I would pick cat every single time really? I want nothing to do with miniature horses they
4: look so cute
0: are they're they? so cute but the few that I had to interact with
2: were not nice oh
3: I love the fact that Annie doesn't get any time to say anything. Sorry, Annie.
2: I love it. I was like y'all are making my arguments for me. That's great. I would say, yeah. To Marcy's point, small but mighty. Beware the mini donkey. Otherwise, I'll pick a horse any day. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. Who makes the best happy sounds?
3: Oh, cats. 100%.
0: I have
4: no. What's a happy sound from a like horse? Like a purr purring. or like a nickering? Oh.
3: oh no, purring. No, you know when you when you put your your, your hand on the little belly of a cat, and it starts purring, and then it does the little nail thing. Oh my god. When have you seen a little hoof thing in a horse? No, cat is winning 100%. Annie,
2: where do you fall on this one? It's a very, very strong argument, Yola. But I will say that there is there's nothing better in my opinion than calling your horse's name across the pasture and they recognize you and they whinny back to you ah. and they running up. like how great is that? Or if That's they have right. that little, like that little like low like wickering sound, they're just like happy to see you or they're like excited for their next snack or or treat to our point earlier um, that they're gonna have. I don't know the 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 purring and the and the muffin making is is also very adorable. Um, so we may need to call this final question a tie. Okay.
4: I don't know. So remember <laughs> that purring can lower blood pressure in people.
3: Exactly. It's
4: magic. Oh man. I, Coming at me <laughs> <these stats. laughs> and it's like rats.
0: You can't ignore the data, Annie. It's just not in your in your nature. Okay. This right. is the last this is the last one. Right. Who is easier to train?
4: To train. Yeah.
3: Oh my gosh. Who made these questions, Annie?
4: Annie did. <laughs> yeah, of course she
3: did. Yeah, yeah, no. Clear, clearly, clearly. So. Well, I,
4: I think we have to start from the position that most people think you can't train cats, but you can. You can.
3: Oh, you can, yes. TikTok As has fact, told you know, me that you can. We have, uh, you know, we the, at the hillstand we often have cats that are trained, and they're amazing. They can do everything. It's just like train dogs but i mean i know that you know if you look at the horse what what people make horses do is just amazing i mean yeah. it's just so i would then still give it to the horse
4: although, it's a wider range of stuff right that horses right. learn to do yeah right 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 yeah yeah um you what's the name of the the lady with the cat that we see at the uh the vet in the vet exhibit halls i'm just blanking
3: what Susan always does during podcast is ask these questions that I don't really have the answer of. And, <laughs> you know, now I'm just flabbergasted. That's why you need a
0: producer who's off in the distance, like Googling all those answers yeah. for you. Someone like, is, that's yeah, what you, that's is, your next step.
3: Someone is speaking in my ear. One sec, give me one second. But uh, no, she's fantastic. Um, and uh, her name is just. Tom. And you're always going to
4: look up her name, but it it, it popped into my head because um, they bring cats to like exhibit halls at vet shows and the, the cats do amazing things. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah, a, I, I there's think a troop of traveling cats too, or at least one of them that do amazing things, but
0: we're probably, Cat it's balls. probably easier to train cats. I'm sorry, to train horses. Like it's more, we, we have more techniques and more things that we are training yeah. them to do. However, it might be slightly more impressive whenever you see the things that people get their cats to do. So I'm going I'm to call that one a tie.
3: All right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before you uh, did, you know, I did uh, the 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 quick memory thing. It's Trish from CatBoss.tv. She's amazing. She's That's wonderful. It. And uh, so you can look at the, the website. She does amazing stuff with cats.
4: Yes.
0: So yes. hopefully... This one has been so much fun. You're going to remember all parts of this episode, Yola, whenever you're doing the description of it, uh, uh, because you won't forget any of it because it's been so much fun. But just as we're wrapping up, are there any like parting thoughts that you want to share with everyone, um, wisdom, funny anecdotes, or anything that we didn't cover that you were hoping we would?
3: Let's do a quick roundtable.
0: Okay. Oh. Starting with you, Yola. Yeah. Uh,
3: thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I, I, think that uh, my say would be that you never stop learning. And Mm -hmm. so this is a way to learn and to become better. And I love being a veterinarian. I love to learn. And I'm getting into the more senior veterinarian status right now, but it doesn't stop me learning every day.
4: On a, on a, a veterinary roundtable meeting earlier this week, I called myself an old lady. And I thought, my God, I really am.
3: <laughs> That's what I call you.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, so so we're in. Here's my anecdote. Yola and I are lecturing in uh, the Philippines in Manila. And there's lots of stories about that event that, you know, we'll have to share with you over a cocktail. But Yola was on stage talking about um, hiatal hernias in in cats. And he says that they're also common in elderly women. And he looks pointedly at me.
3: That is so not true.
4: It is totally (laughs) true.
3: There were like a thousand people in that room. But you looked looked at me. Over the audience, I didn't look specifically towards you. But okay.
4: Absolutely did. (laughs) Right. So
2: there's my story. Okay. Okay. Annie? Um... I think my favorite podcast memory so far, um, talking about how podcasting can take you places, would be the episode that I literally pulled over on the side of a road between Minneapolis and Brookings, South Dakota, um, and just parked. I just parked on the side of the road and opened my laptop and recorded. Um, and it was it was just a a, a fun way and we you know we can celebrate that technology makes these things happen. Uh, but it was just cool to to feel connected in so many different places. And so I think that that goes into my takeaway of while I do like to podcast for a purpose, podcasting for a connection is what keeps me coming back.
4: Yeah, accessibility is a big big thing, isn't
2: it? Yeah, Absolutely. I love
4: what you all
0: have said, and I I I want to just add on to what everybody else said is you know, find those connections and find your joy, whether it's within the profession or outside of it. And podcasts are one way to do that. And if you have something that you really enjoy, start a podcast about it. If you enjoy talking about it, it's fun. It's just fun to connect with the people that share the same interests as you. So, um, hopefully we'll see you all at an upcoming conference and we can talk more about what all, uh, Everyone enjoys doing outside of veterinary medicine, and then those interests that you have that we have in common in veterinary medicine. So this has been really fun. Uh, I'm so glad it worked out, and really appreciate you all being so generous with your time today.
4: I think we have to definitely have to do this again. I can I can see us like expanding into this whole new yeah.
0: Yes, well, let's like do it casually in Yola's uh, living room or something. Excellent.
3: Yola's room, living room is always open for. We
4: have recorded in Yola's dining room. Yeah, right courses, a, rooms, lot maybe... a lot of hotel
1: rooms.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. All right, this has been so lots much. of fun. So yeah. thank
4: you
3: so
1: much.
0: We'll see you all soon.
1: All right, Bye-bye. Thanks, bye bye. Thanks, lady. Dr. Yola Kerpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVETSX. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at Per Podcast.